You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 263. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello, it's Marisa here, and I'm feeling salty today. I'm feeling so salty. And I know talking to you, I will feel better. I do. But I pause because I think, do I want to review my year from a salty perspective? And if you are asking right now, what's salty? That's a good question. Salty to me is sassy, uh, maybe mixed with a little grouchy, maybe mixed with a little chip on my shoulder. You know, it's just, uh, it's just not ideal. But sometimes just by pointing it out to yourself, now I shared it with you, sometimes just knowing that you're feeling a little salty and not judging it but rather observing it, you know, it's okay. I share it with you because I'm not one note. I don't think that you think that about me, but I'm definitely, I lean towards optimism and positivity, but also when you're growing, which I am really growing intentionally a lot right now, that also contributes to saltiness because it's like I'm stepping into a new part of myself and the old part is is salty. It doesn't want me to step into the new part of myself. It wants to keep asking me, who do I think I am to share about my year? To which I say, I absolutely have the right to be here and share about my year because I know it may help you. So without further ado, the saltiness aside, I should make a character named Salty. Let me talk to you about the year in review. I have recorded a couple episodes. This has become a bit of a tradition. I know I'm not alone in this because I also love to hear when my mentors share their year in review. Sometimes they do it with a podcast. Sometimes they do it inside of our masterminds or coaching programs. Now you know all the behind the scenes of the learning that I am doing, but it's really helpful because again, we often see ourselves in someone else's story, which is the whole point of sharing stories, honestly, is to not only hopefully entertain in in many ways, but also like we have in movies, but also to bring some insight and shine a light on something for someone that may be really transformational for them. So this is for you if you are a creative business owner, if you're an artist thinking about starting a business, if you're an artist who already has a business, if you're an online business owner, I see all of that working together. If you're an entrepreneur, 
So let's dive in, shall we? Are you a bad news first person or good news first? I typically uh, bad news first because I like to end on a good note. Not that there's any bad news here. That's why I'm sort of laughing while I'm saying that because I really do embrace a life that everything is happening for me. And even some of the most challenging experiences have led to have led to and through honestly, the led through led me through times that have led to the biggest breakthroughs. And so I have a very different perspective of life, even than I used to a few years ago. So I don't know that there's bad news. And I don't know that there's really things that quote unquote, didn't work. They're all learning experiences. And that is not to, where did this get started? I I do get it. Believe me, I do. But as someone who's positive, I don't ever want to be lumped in this category of, oh, now toxic positivity. I guess toxic positivity would maybe be glossing over feelings and the realities of when these challenges happen, sometimes they feel bad. They just do. They suck. It's not fun. And the truth is, though, the sooner that you begin to shift your perspective, you just don't have to suffer so much through challenges that everybody goes through. And so part of the reason of sharing challenges in this format as well is to remind you you're not alone and that you will find your way through what is challenging at the moment this too shall pass really is a forever true statement. So what didn't work for 2021 in my business, Creative Thursday, and I will also say, I I remember now, I actually started recording this podcast and then had to take a phone call midway through. And I often can't find the flow that I was in right before. I kind of like to record these in one sitting, so I'm back. But I remember I shared an important distinction that I'd like to share with you here now before we dive into this. And that is that the business is now a separate entity from me. I have been a sole proprietor, so there's also just the incorporating that happens that probably makes that a lot easier of a distinction to make for people who've incorporated, but I've been a solopreneur, I've been a sole proprietor for the majority of my business building career, and it's for this reason that I've often intertwined myself personally with the business. Also, the business is a reflection of me, right? It's my art. It's I'm the person who's mentoring within my business. It feels very tied to me. So of course, that's understandable. However, there is a distinction around what a business needs that is different from what you need as a person. And I won't dive into all of the details around that, but a lot of times we say, you know, to team members and we say, I need this, like I need this support. No, the business needs that support. And that in turn is going to give you what you need. Making that distinction is really important because it it stops personalizing everything and it just, it keeps that, It keeps it in perspective that this is separate from you, that you are not your business. And the reason I am 
opening with this distinction is because some of what I share with you will be connected to me personally and will also be connected to the business. And I'll try to ship, I'll try to, I'll try to separate what those two distinctions are. So, or when those distinctions, let me, let me start over. I will try to separate when what I'm sharing is is either within the business or related to me on a more personal level. Just to give you an example of, of what I mean when I say make this distinction. So when we're talking about what didn't work, we're going to start within the business. And then I'm going to talk about how that affects me personally, if that relates. Because there's no particular order here. It's not an order of priority. But one of the biggest lessons I learned, especially coming to the close of this year, is overcommitting. And that is personal, right? That's that's affecting me personally. That is affecting my level of energy, my ability to just cope with other stressors, because I feel a bit spread thin. And there is still very much been this tendency in me to want to just do everything for everyone. And even though I tend to think I lean more towards um, selfishness is probably a bit strong. I definitely feel like someone who does a pretty good job of taking care of themselves, but it's not that I don't want to do all the things that I choose to commit to. It's that I stack them too much. I'm not allowing enough space in between. And most importantly, and this, this goes back to the business, I didn't get enough support to really make a dent this year to support what I want to commit to. So recognizing that I'm not, as a person, I'm not allowed to commit to anything until I, the business, get more support. Because when the business has more support, that will give me more breathing space and then I can be more thoughtful about where I am choosing to put energy, you know, allocate my resources and commit both personally and professionally. And so that was a big one for me because a lot of times it's well intended. I just want to do more and I'm, I don't actually have the bandwidth to do that. And to learn that one the hard way is sometimes it's a little painful. It's a little exhausting. And I do have support and this has nothing to do with the team I have. I know I've needed additional support that can work with me for more hours and on different level tasks than the people who are currently supporting me now. So it's really a question of being clear here on what the business needs are and what needs need to be taken care of that will free me up to be able to have the bandwidth and the energy to do all the things I want to do, many of which are to support you. I am filled with ideas. You know this if you are an expansive artist member, especially because I share them with you and I tell you what's coming 
And if you know me, you know I I will follow through on what I say, but there will be a timeline there and all of that can happen faster when I prioritize being very clear on the support I need and how I can find the people to fill that support. And I think as I share this with you, this is just some of what's called growing pains. So I recently met with someone and they helped me build a budget. They helped me. We looked at 2020 versus 2021. And now we can do some predictions for where the business might go in 2022 based upon what we did this year. I have so many more systems in place and ways of of really you know, planning, planning, you know, me and my planning, I have so much in place now that is going to help me project for the future, which is fantastic. And really sitting down with those numbers and seeing that, yes, a part of my business, absolutely, I doubled it in revenue, which also means that I didn't double it in support. I, I doubled the size of the membership, you know, everything grew and now there's just a little bit of growing pains around that growth. And it's good to go through those at a smaller size because I can only imagine, and I have some peers who are feeling this in a bigger way, it can be pretty bumpy doing this at a larger size. So just simple growing pains, honestly. And I think, oh, was there a way for me to know that? But the truth is the mentors I work with have told me this from day one. Everyone will tell you, I'm telling you now, invest in support before you think you need it. And I know how intimidating that can feel because I'm finally taking steps to really take my time in finding the right people to support me with the right tasks and really, really getting clear on what their strengths are and where they would like to work in the business, right? Because it's not about having a a massive team of people. I certainly don't want all my time or someone else's time to go to a whole bunch of management. We're not there yet. It's more about having strong people in the positions that they feel the most excited about and that suit their strengths. And a lot of that journey is also me figuring out what are my strengths and weaknesses and where can I let go more and where can I allocate, you know, and delegate actually rather delegate what it is that I'm doing and no one can do that for me. I have to take this journey one step at a time. And I keep realizing, wow, I truly have had a lot of resistance around this one. And I'm getting through it. I'm getting over it. Because the discomfort of not getting over whatever my resistance is, is worse than the discomfort of just getting over the resistance. Does that make sense? That's pretty much true for everything that you encounter that you are feeling resistance on, but you know will be good for you on the other side. You're just choosing the short-term comfort of not going through the discomfort, as I shared on last week's episode, to get yourself 
on the other side of that to really benefit from that. And I know I will have a story for you once I'm on the other side. And already I wouldn't have been able to grow the way that I did this year without the support I do have. And I did add on three more independent contractors to work with me in just specific areas. But what I'm also looking for is someone to really grow with me and grow into a full-time position. And so that's going to be a special person. And that will be something that will come over time. So overcommitting was number one. Oh, well, and I moved naturally just right into not getting enough support or taking the time to find someone locally. And that's also due to the fact that we have been somewhat hampered by something called a pandemic. It's been rather challenging, but I realized I was starting to make that as an excuse. I have definitely still erred on the side of working too much. My excuse for that is I really love what I do. My awareness around that is I'm probably doing a lot of busy work that I shouldn't be doing anymore. And I am, the other truth around that is that I'm probably focusing on my business a lot, not only, not only because I love it and because I'm so excited by what I'm learning, but also it's a really good distraction from probably other things that are going on that I, well, I'm dealing with them. How can I not be? I'm in therapy. I am doing this coaching program. I'm dealing with it. But it's, it is a nice distraction. Honestly, if I, I'm probably, am I an anomaly? When I feel a little overwhelmed, doing things inside the business helps me. I don't think I'm an anomaly because typically taking any step forward is going to create a little sense of calm and you're going to have at least the illusion that you are in control and you are going to make a little progress and that's going to make you feel better. So many times because of what we've gone through in the world, I think just in general, it's not necessarily, you know, just personal things happening. It's kind of a global thing happening and trying to really wrap your head around what we've all been through. I find my business a place of peace. And that's that's kind of cool to be able to say out loud, honestly, even with the things that haven't worked so well, I do feel really proud of what I'm building. And that isn't just my art. And certainly, of course, without a doubt, when I'm making some art, that feels really good. And yet I have realized I don't know how to not be productive. I seem to want to be productive every minute of every day. And this has now become a habit. And it's not necessarily a habit I want to continue. I want to learn how to, it's not a habit that I want to continue. I would like to be able to just sit and stare into space sometime if I can. Not if I can, when I can, when I will. Oh my goodness, I can't talk today. All right, moving on. So what didn't work Overcommitting, not getting enough, especially local support, 
And part of that also is not really taking the time to clarify what it is I truly need in the business because feeling like, or what the business needs, see, there's the distinction. It basically left me with still trying to do too much and not letting go more. And I do give myself grace because for over 20 years, it's mostly been me. And that's a habit. That's become a way of being. And so in order to make these changes, I have to be really conscientious about them. I have to take time with them. And since I've often felt a little behind the eight ball and catching up, which is also an interpretation. (laughs) And if you're like, what are you, why are you clarifying this? Because I now know where I need to take responsibility for the choices I'm making and how I'm choosing to perceive, you know, what I'm experiencing, which then creates excuses for why I don't get this done. In essence, there's a whole lot of excuses that we make and you can start to get really granular about that. And you will one day if you continue to do personal development, because more and more of us are coming to learn about this. And it's, it's pretty phenomenal. A lot of what we tell ourselves is a story. It is based on beliefs that no longer serve us. And it takes a minute to pull some of that apart and then reassemble it and say, okay, I'm a, I'm a grown, healthy adult. I am growing a business. I know in order for me to grow, the business needs support and that will then help support me and what it is that I want in my life. And so onward, let's do this thing. So we are, we're doing it. I'm in the process right now of making shifts in that area. And let's take that moment to move into what did work for 2021. Doubling my revenue, that was super cool. Basically, I feel as if in the last couple of years, I've built an entirely new business from the ground up. And that feels incredibly empowering to me because if old fears creep in, sometimes they do, I can immediately say to myself, you've shown yourself, you've proven to yourself that you can create again and again, you can build something new and you can build it successfully. And then every time I do that, right, I'm able to take the knowledge that I gain and build upon that. And so it makes me feel stronger. It makes me feel more confident. On that note, I also feel way more confident about the transformations that I can create for people who work with me, the progress and that I've seen from members who have just started selling art to six months later selling out of their art to starting a business to just every step it takes to grow. They are doing in about six months what it took me about two years to do. And it's quite phenomenal. It's really cool. It's really cool. And I just, I've also gotten so many notes from 
people I work with and I have also done all of this inner work that is really allowing me to see the gifts that I have more clearly that I can bring to the table of supporting you that, to be honest, not everybody has that particular gift. And it's something that I've wondered for a while, but I've decided to fully lean into. It's been a journey, it really has. And I know the difference that this kind of work, when I work with people, is creating for me, the transformations it's creating for me, and I want to pay that forward. And I'm excited about it. So I'll share more. I'll share more with you in the coming year. So doubling my revenue, seeing the progress of my members and students, finding more of the right mentors and investing in in more guidance from them, more support from them has been huge for me. Huge. That's why I went on a bit of a a rant, informative rant last in last week's episode about the value of investing in yourself because I will never make that mistake again, thank goodness. And I've also shown myself when a couple years ago I was just posting this photo to Instagram recently, I felt super sick to my stomach, almost wanted to throw up in tears, making the what was at the time the biggest investment to date in my business at a time where I really couldn't afford it. And I knew that I was saying if I walked away from it, I knew I was saying I didn't believe I could build this part of my business successfully. And I couldn't, I couldn't do that to myself. That's similar to me when I started the art business saying, well, I give up because I only sold one card an entire holiday season and then walking away from that. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. If you listen to your gut, it will guide you. It doesn't always mean it's comfortable though. In fact, usually it is not. And that step in particular was so profound for me that I will just, that mistake will never happen because I know, I know how to invest in myself. And I trust that when I do, I will see a return on that investment. Oh, and when I show up and I do the work, that's key. (laughs) That is definitely key, but I know that. So I do. It's, I don't have, that's not a habit I have to develop. I'm very good at that now. Retiring my art was something that worked for me this year and it was super uncomfortable. And, you know, I've thought about moments of bringing parts of it back and I've brought a little bit back during the holidays, but I have changed so much that it just doesn't, certain aspects of the art making that I used to do doesn't feel like me anymore. And I guess you could say it is, we were talking about this this week, it could be a messy middle in my art journey, but I like to call it because I don't really see it so messy anymore. Again, I like the improv term of the gray zone. Have I talked to you about that before? 
in improv, you don't have any props when you're on stage and you're in a scene with a partner. You're typically two or more people improvising. It's rather challenging just to improvise by yourself. And when you are trying to imply that there is an object that you are referring to, you will take your hands and you will do what's called space work. You'll see certain actors, once you know about it, who are really good at it. They just know how to create a vase and they move their hands in such a way that you can see the shape of the vase, even though there's no vase there. And when you're taking improv or when I took improv at the Groundlings, actually I took this class with Sean, there is a an exercise called the gray zone. And basically you're just in a circle with all of the other improv students and you're moving your hands around, just moving them all around your arms, your hands until you start to see a shape form. And you're not trying to think of the shape. You're just moving until the shape comes similar to painting, right? There's improvisation, especially in abstract painting, where you're just moving color across or black and white across your canvas and suddenly things appear. Or some of our expansive artist members were demonstrating incredible things you can do with inks and allowing inks and watercolors similar, you know, just to create shapes and color combinations. And it's fabulous. Well, that time before isn't necessarily a messy middle. It can be because you can feel super uncomfortable. Like, when's something coming? What if it doesn't? And instead, they call it the gray zone. So it's the area right before something becomes clear, a shape, an idea, a new direction, a new evolution. And so I would say that I am in the gray zone. And I have been most of the year really. And some of that is resistance. It's resistance again. I got to call myself out. It is making lots of excuses not to make that time for creativity and pouring all that into the business, this side of the business. And yes, I will also give myself grace and say it needed it. It really did. I've been super productive in many ways and it has definitely worked. But I also learned again that it can't cost me my art. That's not really, that's not worth it. So I'm continually finding my way back to my art. I'm sitting here right now. We had a holiday paint party with the expansive artists, a virtual one. And I have a whole bunch of paintings in front of my computer, not my studio desk, but my desk desk. And they're just here. I'm actually really enjoying looking at them while I record this episode because something new, I'm playing with something new and it feels really fun. And of course, totally uncomfortable because it's new. So that worked. And if any of this episode feels disjointed, I just want to say for the record, I've had to pause a bunch of times if there's some background noise. For some reason, not only was I feeling salty when I started this episode, which means I'm not totally with my feet on the ground, but everybody wants to make a lot of noise today. And we just can't, we just can't stop 
for everyone else in this city. We're just going to keep going. So hopefully this microphone drowns most of it out. But there's been planes, very loud planes overhead. Uh, we always have Fast and the Furious people who seem to think they're in those movies in our neighborhood. And uh, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. So hopefully this still sounds okay and you're not getting too much background noise. So I'm looking at my notes and this is the last one I have under what worked. Oh yes, reworking and refining what I had built in 2020. Accepting help, I did actually do a good job. I know I said maybe I didn't do as great a job of getting support, but I actually did a better job of getting support and accepting and receiving help. I had some really kind people step up and offer to help me even on a volunteer basis with some projects, and that was incredible. And even towards the end of this year, I got help with something I could do myself. And I said, no, it's going to take you way longer. You're going to invest in getting help with this. And it was the best thing I ever did. So it's always, you know, getting on the other side and the resistance is good for your art and it is good for your business. And I am super excited that I created the Creative Planner. Now that I have the proof in my hands and I see it and I've started using it and it should be arriving to the studio at the time that this episode goes up and I will do my very best to get it out to you right away. Thank you for your pre-orders. Really appreciate that so much. I love it. And I feel very proud of the fact that this has been on my list. I've shared it often in Artful Selling and the Profitable Artist Planning Challenge. I've talked about it for about, I think, two to three years. And it's just very fulfilling to complete something you say you're going to do. And I know that that happens many times and many times a day, a week, and they're small things. And that's why I remind you to really take note and acknowledge when you have completed a project or a task or something that you, a dream, a, you've fulfilled a wish, maybe it's a travel wish, that you just take a moment and say, yeah, I did that. Because it helps build momentum for what's next when you're ready for that next project. And it just solidifies good habits and trains your brain to really be looking for more of that instead of, that's why it's kind of awkward to be like, what didn't work? Maybe it is just a, an overall studio update, a, a Creative Thursday report instead of what, what didn't work. I don't know. I got to think about that. But some of it honestly didn't work that well. And so it's important for me to learn. I should go back and listen to the one from last year and see how I did. All of a sudden, I'm like, am I still dealing with the same things? In some ways, yes. In some ways, yes. And for this reason, I've also taken steps to begin understanding why. If I know better in certain instances, why does it feel so challenging to do better? And that's where I've started to uncover new insight, 
which is going to be super helpful going forward, not only for me, but for you who I have the opportunity to share knowledge with and guidance. It's, it's pretty, pretty powerful. So as is always the case, I'm really optimistic and looking forward to what's ahead. I am looking forward to taking all that I've learned. That would lastly be what worked is I really, wow, I really went deep on the learning this year. Deep, deep, deep on the learning. And I know it's making a huge impact for me. And I know that now I'll be able to spend more time this year implementing and continuing with the wish for more creativity that I had last year. I think that, or last year at this time going into 2021, I did take creative courses as well and I I loved it. I'm in a creative membership. I do think it's also okay and I've never really been able to feel that before with my art being my sole income for so long allowing space and time for something new to come. This is really important for artists and a very good argument for having multiple streams of revenue and any form of recurring revenue that you can build into your business because there will be times where you want to evolve, where you want just space away from the day-to-day of making art And you need it so that your creative self can recharge. And it's taking a little bit longer than I thought. That's okay. So overall, would I say that 2021 was good? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know what that sound is again. Where are all these sounds coming from? Oh my goodness. Um, I would say, I guess that sound agrees with me. I would say it's also as it is for so many of us. I heard someone talking about this just yesterday. It's also been hard, right? It's really been an uncomfortable time just on the, a global experience that we're having and not knowing much at all about how to navigate some of this and just doing the best that we can and feeling like we're going to be on the other side of this or will we and just not really knowing how this is supposed to shape up. All I know is is what I enjoy and believe and and trust in myself and I know I can keep creating from that space and then I just kind of go one step at a time forward And I look for the best and I surround myself with people who do the same. And we all just really want to help each other to become more of who we are meant to become in this world, in this life, to do more of what we love and to continue to follow the passions that we have and to continue to share that with people so that they may feel that inspiration and follow their passions. And to me, that's the best we can do, right? Because I often say, if we are feeling so passionate and alive, that brings others alive. And that on some level brings peace. We're not salty with people unless we are feeling disrupted somewhere in our own inner personal life. And 
if we're blaming circumstances for that, that's because we're interpreting that in our inner personal life. I'll just leave that there for a moment. So really taking responsibility for what's yours to create and, and doing it and creating it and focusing there and finding that joy so that when you are with other people or have the opportunity to mentor people or teach or just be in the world in this store with someone that you are bringing some of that joy to them and or peace or whatever it is that you want more of in your life because that's what so much of this is for, right? What I say this week on our call within the expansive artists, I'm like, we're doing all of this to create more of what we love and find more joy. So if you're game, that's where I'm headed. So if you want to come, continue on the journey with me for 2022. This is not the last podcast episode, by the way. There will be a few more before the close of this year, but I'm excited and I'm excited for you too. So thanks so much for listening and until next time, friends, and don't forget to head over to creativethursday.com. And if you want to take a deep dive on really envisioning your life and how that connects to your creative business and then build out your plan for the year from your product launches to your social media to your email marketing, even if you're just starting and you're like, what, how do I do all of this? I am here to support you. I can help you. And this is the perfect time, especially if you are emerging and if you're established like me, I am revisiting my plan as well. Setting up a solid foundation is something you will be so glad that you did as you embark into building a business online, finding your way and your voice as an artist. You don't have to do it a clunky connect the dots way that I did. You can have something that's solely created for you that will be your guidepost all the way through. And I got to hear from some of our alumni who took the first session with me and they talked about how what we created together in Artful Selling last year was a major guidepost for them all year and gave them more confidence and gave them ideas and allowed them to stay calm when life went and went and well took unexpected turns and and did all the things of giving them more confidence as an artist and in marketing and selling and helping them to start building their business or grow their business as an artist because we have all the practical tips as well. And you'll be hearing from one of our members and Artful Selling students soon. I'm looking forward to sharing more success stories and also bringing more guests here on the podcast. So you don't just, you don't just have to hear from me carrying on little, little me in the studio 
Carrying on with my ideas, I know it's so helpful to hear many stories about how people are finding their way today, especially. And so we're going to be welcoming more guests to the podcast. Why? Because Marisa's going to have more support, which will allow her to have the bandwidth to schedule more guests. And I'm excited for that too. But stay in touch at creativethursday.com. And if you'd like to join me for Artful Selling in January and the planning challenge that will be coming starting January 10th, then I invite you to join the Artful Selling waitlist. Also join the list at creativethursday.com, either one. And I will keep you posted and up to date on both of those. We'll be announcing where you can sign up for that in the next couple of weeks. All right, beautiful friends. It's almost holiday time. I'm so excited. Have a wonderful creative Thursday. And until next time, thanks for listening. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.